Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path of his Guru Maharaji and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanwala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. Thank you so much. And uh, I had a question about the Hanuman Chalisa. If anything you could say about your journey with that, um, what your teacher uh, said about it, and how your experiences of the of, um, chanting Hanuman's name. Well, Maharaji said that um, every uh, word of the Hanuman Chalisa is Mahamantra. So the whole thing is the name, repetitions of the names, which he considered to be the, the practice that we were uh, qualified to do. Uh, when we asked him, how do we find God? He said, serve people. You know, how do we raise Kundalini? He said, feed people. Love everyone, serve everyone, and remember God. That was his main, that was basically what he told us. What he told other people, uh, we have no idea. But that's what he taught us. But, but pretty much it was like that, you know. He was mostly with householders uh, that we know. And, and he was part of every family, and he was involved in all the decisions in the family, and the children angry at their parents, and the parents fight, you know, all things. He was just involved in every, all of it, all the time. And he helped these people live good lives, and he blessed them, and he made, many times he helped them overcome tremendous obstacles, and uh, healed them, healed the sick, and raised the dead, and the whole spiel. That's what he did. Very much in the world. There's a beautiful story about uh, one day he was walking down the street in uh, Brindavan in the middle of the summer. It was like 120 degrees, middle of the day. <clears throat> and uh, coming in the other direction was this sadhu, you know, with the, the hair and the ashes and the uh, big... And they saw each other and they ran and jumped around, they hugged, and they jumped around and danced, and they were just like completely, and they were so happy to see each other. 
The song says, Baba, I can't believe we're meeting after 40 years. I haven't seen you since we were in the mountains together. And, and he was, everybody was so happy. They were so happy. And they hung around for a few minutes. And then Maharaji says, okay, brother, I have to go now. So you go and I'll go this way, you go that way. And the sadhu says, I'm not leaving you. After all this time I found you, I can't go now. He says, no, no, you don't understand. You don't want to hang out with me. I'm always around householders. I'm with worldly people all the time. It's not good for you. It's not good for you. Don't, no, no, you don't, don't come with me. He said, there's no way I'm leaving you, Baba. And they fought, argued about it for like, you know. Finally, Maharaj says, okay. And they took off. And they started walking to um, Mathura, which is about 18 kilometers away. In the middle of the day, in those days, there was just desert between Vrindavan and Mathura. So they were literally dying of thirst. And in the distance, they saw a well. And they start running to this well, right? And Maharaji gets there first, and there's a woman uh, getting water from the well, whatever you call that, with a bucket. And Maharaji runs up and he puts his hands out like this. He says, Ma, panidalo, pour water for me to drink, right? So she pours water and he's drinking like this. And now the, the sadhu arrives and he puts out his, uh, his uh, gourd, his, you know, kamandalu, his gourd cup. And the woman pours water, starts to pour water in it. And while she's pouring water, Maharaji starts chatting her up because he chatted everybody up 24-7-365. And she's, he says, where are you from? Ah, what's your village? What's your caste? You know, when it, turns out she's an untouchable. When the sadhu heard that, he completely flipped out. He takes his gourd and he furiously smashes it down on the ground and he starts screaming at Maharaji, what have you done? Look what you've done. You got me into this and this was my only thing. I needed this for everything and now it's become impure and I can't use it anymore. How could you do this? And Maharaji's going, what, what, what happened? What happened? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, oh, I thought you were a sadhu. What, what, what's cast for a sadhu? What, 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 what's, what is this? I don't understand, I don't understand. What is this attachment? And the sadhu saw what happened. Maharaji said, he washed my feet with his tears and went back to the mountains to finish his work. <clears throat> this is the way Maharaji was. Everything that came towards him got something burnt away because you couldn't come close to that fire with all your shit. You had to drop it or you couldn't get there. You know, it just, just coming towards that love burns stuff off of you in the first place. And that's Hanuman. Hanuman is that love that's always turned towards Ram, towards God. And anything that approaches Hanuman gets into that flow of grace towards love. But in, but in order to enter into that flow, you have to leave some of that luggage behind. You have to. It's not always pleasant. And it's not, it's not, it doesn't always feel good. But, but you want the love more than you want all that luggage. And so you will let go of that, given the opportunity. So... This is Hanuman. Hanuman is, is that uh, 
the ability to overcome all obstacles, to break all attachment, to, to remove suffering, remove calamities from our lives, all the stuff that, that keeps us back, obstructs our path. And Hanuman Chalisa invokes the presence of that love. And uh, Maharaji gave us that chant in his own inimitable way. He never said, sing the Chalisa. He said, here. He, didn't, he never said, here, this is the Hanuman Chalisa. Learn it and then sing it to me. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't do that. Everything just happened as if he was doing nothing, you know? Yeah, and this, you know, I've told this story. I, we used to come to the temple every day, and they gave us this yellow, little yellow book with a picture of flying monkey on it, right? After, I had a hundred of them in my room. And then one day I thought to ask, well, what is this? <laughs> we're Westerners. We're a little slow. <laughs> a little slow. And they said, well, it's his prayer to Hanuman. I said, Really? And the light went on, I thought, he said, why don't we learn this and then we could sing it to Maharaji in that way, because we knew he secretly longed to spend more time with us. <laughs> and we wanted to help him do that. It, you see, on the level that we live on, it looked like we were doing that. But you step back just a little bit from it all, you could see it's part of this grand designed to, to facilitate the opening of our hearts and to facilitate our relationship with him, to, to intensify that and deepen that. And it all just happened as if no one was doing anything. It's like very unusual. So the Chalisa is, Hanuman Chalisa, this Chalisa means 40, 40, a hymn of 40 verses. There are Chalisas to almost all the, de the deities, Durga Chalisa, all these Chalisas, there's a million Chalisas. Um, but this is the one, that, you know, Hanuman Chalisa is the, the one that, from this lineage of Hanuman. We're all in that lineage, Maharaji was in that lineage of Hanuman. His devotees saw him as Hanuman. So we felt we were singing to Hanuman when we sang this. And he knew what we felt. Because he uh, made us feel that way. So he opened our hearts that way. So it's a very powerful chant, partially because it's difficult to learn. You have to really commit to learn it. You don't have to memorize it. You can read it, it can be read. But if you read it three or four million times, you might memorize it, you know? Uh, and what you see here uh, is, uh, is, uh, the fruit of that practice. There's a there's a, a puja that you do and you can do, which they say, Jo Whoever recites this a hundred times, all his bondage is destroyed and he's freed. And um, the next line, Whoever recites this 
becomes accomplishes whatever he can whatever he wants to accomplish so there's a particular practice in india that they teach to do you can do is to recite literally 108 times you make a little puja you put some fruit a picture of hanuman or maharaji and then you you uh, recite the chalice 108 times you can get up to go to the bathroom and make coffee and all that but don't stop reciting and um you ask for a boon because Hanuman is a very unusual being. Um, it is not a renunciate path. It's not about renunciation uh, in the sense of being a sannyasi in the world. Hanuman not only gives there's a I, one of these days I'll find this shloka again. I found it somewhere once. But it said Hanuman not only gives liberation, but he allows for the, the, uh, the, the satisfaction and fulfillment of healthy desires that we have, the things that we need to have, that we need to get in our own particular karmic predicament, individually, that we're talking about. He makes all that possible, too. So it's not only that he gives liberation, but he also allows us to eat a little bit on the way. <laughs> it's like being in the... Uh, dining car on the train. So uh, this is a very unusual thing, and Maharaji was very much like that. He helped people get what they wanted and what they needed in their daily lives. You know, the Indian families that we used to come see him. You know, maybe a son needs a job, no problem. You know, all kinds of things. This is what saints do in India, you know, they don't have, it's only recently they have doctors, you know. Aside from Ayurveda, but mostly the, the poor Indian people can't afford anything. So they go see a saint and they say, Baba, I need this, you know, no problem. Well, he was funny about it. One time a couple comes and said, you know, Baba, you know, we, we don't have a son. He said, where am I going to get a son? Remember <laughs> <laughs> they had a son. The beautiful story, one of the priests in a Krishna temple in Mathura. It was Bal Krishna, the boy Krishna, child Krishna. He was a very nasty guy, very angry guy, and he never let the children come into the temple. So one time Maharaji goes there for darshan of Krishna, and the, the, the pujari bows down and says, Baba, you know, I'm getting old now, I have no child, I have no son, I have no children. So Maharaji says, how can you have a child? When you keep the children away from him, you know, let the children come and play and you'll have a kid. So he let the children come in and he had a kid. Well, his wife had a kid. <laughs> that would be a lot. <laughs> Not that he couldn't do it, but it's unusual. So, yeah, you know, when I went to India, you know, I really, I don't know. I, I just thought that desires weren't good, you know, that they were bad. Why? I don't know how I got that idea. It's a strange idea, isn't it? Ah, maybe the Catholic Church. <laughs> you know, somebody, uh, this group of uh, Christian mission uh, ministers went to see the Dalai Lama. And they said, Your Holiness, what's your view of sin? And he went, hmm. He said, I think that's a Christian thing, isn't it? 
there's no sin in an Eastern. There's pop, what they call pop, which is literally means burning. So there's karmic actions that create burning, but there's no original sin, like that we're all guilty. We have to find, get a lawyer to get out of jail. <laughs> Guru's not a lawyer, so it's not like that. It's a totally different ballgame. But Westerners tend to, you know, see everything their own neurosis. So we, we lay that neuros, neurotic stuff on the path really quick. And it's uh, not necessary. So yeah, I was saying, so I did, uh, I, my, I did the first time I did 108 chalices. It took me 13 hours, I think, you know. Now I can do it in like 45 seconds. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, uh, and I, I asked for a boon, and, and this is it. You're seeing, you're, this is it. Took a while. It took a lot, of, I had to go through a lot of dark stuff. But I, you know, my boons, my boon was, it's still in process, actually, telling the truth. You know, Maharaj used to ask people, People would be sitting there, and all of a sudden, you go, what do you want? Like, he'd point to somebody, what do you want? <laughs> you know, because you can't, your first thought, you know, he knows what you thought, and then he sees the lie coming out of your mouth. You know? <laughs> but I was ready for, like, I'd say for about eight months, I, I had this, my answer in my back pocket. And I just, I knew, I, you know, because I knew sooner or later it was, was going to happen. So one day he looks at me, he's like, looks and goes, what do you want? And I looked at him and I said, prema bhakti, which is the highest state of devotion, blissful, completely blissed out devotion that never ends, right? I said, prema bhakti. He goes, oh. He goes, not now, later. <laughs> he said, later. <laughs> not now, abhine, abhine, bhadme, bhadme. I love to do that to him, you know. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading Kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com. K-R-I-S-H-N-A-D-A-S.com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram. <laughs>